Well, good morning. Welcome to part seven of our First Corinthians study. We have been on this journey and I'm excited about it. Um, I want to ask you a question. I want to see if this has ever happened to you. You've got on your computer to do something. Maybe it was important like answer some work emails or pay the bills or do something that you really needed to get done. And maybe you see a little red dot, if you're like me with an iPad, see a little red dot maybe on social media or something, and you just click on there, I'll just click over, see what it is. And then you get sucked in, and then you realize 15, 20, 30 minutes later that you've been scrolling through posts and looking at different things, and you realize that you, it was time to go, so you close your computer, you close your laptop, and you go on, and you never went in and paid your bills. You never answered the emails, and you totally lost track of time by getting sucked into something that really wasn't important at all. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, you just, man, you get in there and you realize, or maybe you were walking down to the garage to get a tool or something out of the garage, and you get down there and you see something else, and so you go over and fix it or do whatever, and then you're like, man, I don't even remember what I came down here to get, and you move on, and it's sometime later that you realize, wow, I went down there to get a screwdriver because I was going to fix the door over here, but I just totally missed it because I got distracted. I don't know if that ever happens to you. That happens to me all the time. My mind flits to things so quickly. I'll be in the middle of conversations. My mind just goes wherever. And sometimes it's really hard for me to stay focused on things. It's easy to get distracted especially in the world we live in, especially with technology and things the way that it is, it's easy to get distracted and to miss those things that are important. This is what was happening in the church in Corinth. We've been talking about it for several weeks. They're arguing over, well, I follow Paul and I follow Apollos, and they're fighting and they're arguing, and Paul spends all this time saying, look, you need to grow up. I can't feed you solid food because you're still on milk. You haven't got past the basics of Christianity. You're still arguing. Your sinful nature is still taking a hold. You've gotten totally and completely distracted by these things. You need to get that sinful nature, those rocks and weeds and stuff, rooted out of your life so that the Word of God can grow. And he's been building on this conversation, talking about, hey, we've got to get to the right place said, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's Apollos or somebody else, we all have a role to play. Some of us are planting seeds, some of us are watering. We talked about that last week, but it was the Holy Spirit that caused them to grow. So we don't need to fight over who's doing what. We don't need to fight over all these things. We get caught up in things that are not important. So today we're going to continue this conversation and talk about the foundation that we need to build our faith on and the, to build the church upon, really. And, and it's a continuation to this thought that we need to be building on the right foundation. So if you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 10 through 23. We're going to finish the chapter today. Verses 10 through 23. Let's read that together. Verse 10 says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any other foundation than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw. 
But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, if the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, then the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone who barely escaping a building through walls of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by the world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So do not boast about any particular human leader. For everything belongs to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Peter or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future. Everything belongs to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. Man, there's a lot in that passage. But it's all about putting our focus in the right place. So we're going to start with the foundation. That's where everything starts, right? The foundation. If you were to build a building and you were to start this project, you would prepare the ground and lay a foundation, a good foundation. You would not buy a house if you knew that the foundation was weak. That'd be crazy, right? We hear about those things where, where they've built houses and they didn't prepare the foundation right. And then years later, like sinkholes happen and whole sections of the house fall away. That's, that's what we don't want to happen. You've got to build on a strong foundation. If you don't, what you have will be weak. And it will just crumble away. Even if you use good materials, it won't matter because the foundation will crumble away. And he knew that as one laying a foundation, he had to get it right. And he built that foundation for the church and for our lives on what? On Jesus. On Jesus, on that foundation. So as I was thinking about foundations, I, I, I thought about Legos, man. Have you ever wanted to build with Legos? And you could build, man, these really great structures. But if you don't get the structures laid right, if you don't put the right foundation down, everything you build on top of it will be weak and fall apart. Uh, many people in my family have taught classes we've taught for a company that that would teach how to use Lego robotics and other things with after-school programs. And we'd watch these kids build these great, phenomenal things on their robots, but they would be built weak because they didn't have the right foundation. They'd just fall apart. So foundations are important. Look, Acts 4, 11 and 12 talks about this, and we'll talk a little bit more about this Lego block in just a second. Acts 4, 11 and 12 says this, for Jesus is the one referred to in scriptures where it says the stone that the builder rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The church and our lives must be built on the cornerstone of Jesus. What is a cornerstone? And I want to kind of relate a cornerstone like this. If you were to build a building, in order to get that building square and to set everything up, what they would do is they would place 
one stone, and they'd often put, if you ever go to old buildings, they would inscribe on it the year it was built, who built it, all those kind of things would be on that cornerstone. Sometimes, depending on how the builders did it, the, build, the, the cornerstone would be even a bigger stone than everything else, any block that went around it, because they would emphasize it. It was that source of strength. It was where everything came out of. But they would put a cornerstone in the corner, and they would build the foundation off of that. No matter which direction it went, it would line up with that cornerstone, and then, and then they would build on top of it as well. And that's what I love about Lego blocks. I only have a few here. And my foundation just fell apart because I didn't put it together well. But you needed that cornerstone to set the tone and direction of the building. Now we could take here and, and build upon this and build a really big structure, but it all started with that one block, the cornerstone. That's a little bit of an illustration that I wanted to use um, to kind of show what we're talking about here. The cornerstone of our lives, the cornerstone of our church needs to be Jesus. The cornerstone of our church is not Pastor Jennifer or myself or any one person in our church. It's Jesus. Then you take our community, the cornerstone of the churches in our community need to be Jesus. And then the rest of us churches join together on that cornerstone. God's not going to fight against himself. That's why we pray over other churches, because the foundation has been laid on Jesus. With him being the cornerstone, the work of the apostles and the prophets, that's where we get scripture. All of it's laid on that foundation. We're just building upon it. But Jesus needs to be the center of the church. He needs to be the center of our lives. Otherwise, our foundations will be unstable. That's where it becomes difficult because for many of us, we, we say Jesus is the center of our lives, but when we get out, we don't trust him in every area. And so the foundation isn't necessarily on Jesus. Maybe it's on our job. Maybe it's on its, our family itself. But if Jesus isn't the center of our family, we're building on things that will fall apart or have weaknesses. They can get us off track. So we are the ones that are building upon that foundation. It's the second point. The first, the first point is the foundation. It's Jesus. Second point is we're building on the foundation. Each of us are building on the foundation of Jesus in our lives and in our church. That's our job. We're building upon what Jesus laid out for us, what the apostles laid out. Jesus is that yellow block, that cornerstone. The apostles teaching and everything are the ones that are putting the framework and the structure of what we believe and how we do those things. And then everything else we do is building off of that. The question is this, and, and Paul brings this out, are we building with the right materials? Are we building with the right materials? In other words, are we focused on the right things. If you look at verse 12, it says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, and straw. In the Old Testament, and the reason he uses this in the Old Testament, when the, the temple was built, it was gold, silver, and jewels were made, were used for that. They would, they would build with the finest materials and they would have this beautiful stonework and all of that to build this awesome structure that could last. 
In today's context, those wouldn't necessarily be the things that we use, but think about your building materials. Think about the structure that's there. Block buildings, brick buildings, wood buildings, all of those that are there, some are stronger than others, but they all have a strong foundation that we're building upon. And then we use those materials. We want the best, the finest. We have to put our focus on the right things and build with the right things upon that foundation. When we get off focus, the things that we're building with will be burned up, will we'll go away. We, we're using the wrong materials. Paul is telling the Corinthian church, look at what you're building with. Look at the part of the church. Make sure you're using the right materials. Make sure you're focused on the right things because in the end, what you build, build with is what matters. You're building on this foundation of Jesus. You're saved. That's not what we're talking about. This isn't about salvation. This isn't about working your way into heaven. You're already saved. This is about using what God's given you to build upon that foundation. Is what your life is focused on, does it have purpose and meaning according to what God has given you to do, according to what he's called us to do, commanding us to build and make disciples, commanding us to do those things that are important? Are we building with the right materials? Or are you building with the the hay, the straw, and the wood, which represents those things that draw us away from Him. They're the things that distract us. Remember in the illustration at the beginning where you sat down and maybe you pulled out your phone and you started scrolling through it and you, you realized that, whoa, you know what? 45 minutes went by and I've been playing this game or I've been on social media or whatever that may be. And I didn't get done what I needed to do. It's kind of that same principle. When we build with the wrong materials, when the time comes, what we have built will be very weak. It won't be exactly what we intended it to be. Sometimes it'll look similar, but it won't be structurally sound. It'll just fall apart. In Corinthians, when we get off focus, the leaders were getting off focus and they were arguing over Who's better, Paul, Apollos, Peter, whoever it may be. And they were all focused on the wrong things. And when we focus on the wrong things in the church, what we end up doing is the exact opposite of what we want to do. We end up pushing people from that aren't Christians away because they don't want any part of it. And the people that are in the church, their focus is on the wrong things and they're focused on what they want and they're not, not on building on the foundation of Jesus. And so we're missing what God wants us to do. We're missing the point. And so if we don't have the right foundation, if we don't have the right materials, all of our effort and all that we do will fall apart and get burned up. Think about that for a minute. There are things that get us off mission. I remember a few years ago, and this is going back quite a while. If you remember in the uh, early 2000s, even in the early 2000s, go back to the 80s, man, everybody dressed really nice. I'm wearing a sport coat today, but everybody dressed suit and tie. Early on in our youth ministry career and, and in many of the churches that we were in on Sundays, I had to be in a jacket and tie. That was just, didn't matter if I was a youth pastor, didn't matter who I was, that was the standard, that was the expectation. Everybody came to the church, especially up north where I grew up. 
everybody came to church really dressed nice. And, and I understand that. They wanted to look nice and wanted to represent God well. Sometimes we got off focus with that. Like I knew churches, I can remember in college, a, a professor of mine went to a church and he was not a big tie wearer and he didn't have a coat on. He just wore a nice button up shirt, a pair of khaki pants, went to a church and they wouldn't let him in the church because he didn't have a coat. Can you imagine that? They wouldn't let him in the church because we, we got to focus. We weren't building with the right materials. And I remember I was, I was pretty young in ministry and I got asked, I was a youth pastor, and I got asked to speak to the adults one Sunday night. So this is back when we still had Sunday night service. And God had given me a message that was kind of a hard message. I, I titled the message, it stuck with me today, Attitudes That Kill. And you know, we spent last year going through the, the book of John and Jesus, who did he, who did, who opposed Jesus the most and who did Jesus have the most confrontation with? The Pharisees, right? And ultimately it was the Pharisees or the religious leaders that led to Jesus being crucified on the cross. Now it was a part of God's plan, but they were the instruments that got him there. And I titled the message Attitudes That Kill because the Pharisees had everything. They had God's word. They, were, they knew scripture inside and out, and yet they missed the Messiah. They were focused on control and power and politics and not on knowing God. So their attitude and their focus was wrong. They were focused on the wrong things. And so I preached this message about attitudes that killed him. It was basically about how the, the spirit of the Pharisees crept into our lives. That, and I opened up my message with this. I said, some of you are, have checked out on me already because I'm not wearing a tie tonight. I, I wore a sport, sport coat, but I did not wear a tie. And I was preaching in the adult service. That was like, whew. I was a no-no. Now the pastor I worked with gave me permission to do this. I said, some of you are so focused on the fact that I didn't wear a tie that you're not going to hear anything else I say. That's how I opened my message. That gets your attention, right? Well, I go through the message, man, it, this is weird, but board members were high-fiving me when we were done. They're like, man, that is what we needed to hear. But there was one man, a retired minister, who walked up to me at the end of the service. Instead of being encouraging, instead of saying, hey, have you thought about this or anything, even if there was a negative, all he did in a very... In a really mean kind of way, holds up his tie and goes, well, I guess I'm a Pharisee, and then walked out the door. Proved my point. Broke my heart. See, when we get focused on the wrong things, we end up building with the wrong materials on the foundation that Christ has laid. And that's when people get hurt. That's when the church becomes ineffective. That's when all of those things that the world looking upon the body of Christ go, I don't want any part of that because they're arguing with each other. They're fighting with each other. They're focused on all this other stuff instead of the things that Jesus asked us to do. The world, the world, the ones on the outside, the ones that are truly wanting to know, it's not that they don't like what, who Jesus is. It's that they don't like what the church has become. In many cases, we're, we're building with the wrong materials. We've off focus. Our lives are off focus. And so that foundation that we've laid in Christ is, 
is built with something that's superficial, built with something that doesn't last. Look at verses 13 through 15 again. It says, But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if that person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. That's the awesome part. When we build with the right materials, God is going to reward us for that. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer a great loss. The builder will be saved. It's an important part. This isn't about salvation. It's not about how we work to, to be approved of by God to, for salvation. That's not it. Salvation's free. The builder will be saved, but like somebody barely escaping through the wall of flames. Does that sound pleasant? It doesn't to me. I want the things of my life, the things that we do to have value. Our salvation isn't dependent on our works, but we will be rewarded for the works and the way we live our lives, built on a foundation of Jesus. If we're pointing people to Him, if we're discipling Him, if we're really taking the time to focus on what matters, we're going to build with the right materials, and God's going to say, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to hear when I stand before him is well done. I want to please my Savior by the way I live my life and the way I honor him. Think about that for a minute. I don't want to just get in. I don't want my life's work to be burned up as useless. Now, yes, there's always going to be superficial things. There's things that we enjoy. There's things that are a part of this life that are meant to bring us joy and pleasure. And in all of that, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what we base our lives upon and the materials that we build. Are we drawing people living on mission for God, drawing people to Him, discipling them, caring for them, living our lives in such a way that reflect Him well? That's building with the right materials. If we're focused only on our career and making money or just our own pleasures or whatever that may be, then we're off focus and people won't be pushed towards Christ in the right way. And what we build with will burn up. So here, in a way, we're building God's temple. We together are the temple of God. And that's the last point today. Our lives are the temple of God. Look at verses 16 and 17 again. It says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. We are the temple of God. Back before Jesus, the temple was built with the finest materials. That's where the Spirit of God dwelled, and the people worshipped together, and they went together in the temple after Jesus ascended into heaven, He sent us the Spirit of God. He sent us the Holy Spirit. Now that Spirit dwells in us, the body of Christ, the church, and the church as a whole. We are a part of that foundation. So our lives are being built upon the foundation of Christ. And we want what we build to matter. It's because we're all part of the same thing. Ephesians 2, 20 and 21 says this, Together we are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone, again, the cornerstone is Christ Himself. We are carefully joined together in Him, becoming the holy temple of God. God's Spirit dwells in us, His church, His temple, what kind of dwelling place are we making for Him? 
Are we giving God the very best of our lives, honoring Him with everything that we have, our families, our finances, our entertainment, everything is His. When we are living on mission, we're drawing others to Him and we're using the right building materials. It's the same for every aspect of our lives. Is our family being built on the foundation of Christ? Is our jobs being built on the foundation of Christ? Now, we may, we may work for the most heathen companies out there, but our lives in the midst of that, is it built on the foundation of Christ? The materials we use will draw people to Him. When we get off focus, we turn people away. This is the same for all of our lives. It's the same for each one of us. I want you to think back. We get caught up in all these things that we think are important, and that's where Paul talks about the very end of this. If you look at verses 18 through 22, it says, Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by the world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God, as the scriptures say, He traps the wise in the snares of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord who knows the thoughts of the wise knows they are worthless. So don't boast in any particular human leader. He's going back to, I follow Apollos, I follow Paul, I follow Peter, whoever. He's going back to that. Don't follow a particular leader. Don't follow these superstar Christian leaders as if they were Jesus. I don't care if you like certain people like Mark Batterson or whoever. Man, they're great people. I listen to some of their messages, but I'm not their follower. I follow Jesus. They just help enhance my life. For everything belongs to you, whether Paul, Apollos, or Peter, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future. Everything belongs to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. Do you get that? Build on the right foundation. Use God's wisdom, not your own. It's going to seem foolish at times. There's going to be times where you don't do something at work that might advance your career because it might not ethically be something that honors God. You might turn, around, turn down going to certain parties or certain things because it might hurt your witness to who Christ is and you want to build on the right foundation. Let your life be full of those things that really matter. Nothing wrong with superficial in certain things. I mean, we're not, everything isn't always ministry, 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 but our lives are ministry. And we can have fun and we can do goofy things and we can play and that's a part of our worship. I'd still, I'd still argue that those things in the right context are building on the right foundation. It's when we get them out of focus, when we get them out, the priorities out of place. And we make those things our priority and miss the things of God. So I want to I close with this. Are you building on the right foundation? Is Jesus even the cornerstone? Or is he just another block that's up in the corner? Think about that for a second. The cornerstone of your life is what you give the most priority to. Are you building even on the right foundation? Is Jesus the foundation of your life? That's the first question. If not, you really need to take a minute and allow the Spirit to help you shift that. To build that relationship with Him. 
Growing your relationship with God should be your number one priority. That's the cornerstone of your life. To know God, to understand Him, to allow Him into your life. Then, then, are you building with the right materials? If, if God, if you're building that relationship and you're listening to His voice, then you're going to start building upon that with the right materials. Are you building with the right materials? Is your focus in the right place? Have you made religion your God instead of relationship with Him? Are you pointing people to God or are you pushing them away? Our journey is to make Christ the cornerstone of our lives, to make Christ the cornerstone of our church, to make Christ the cornerstone of our community. That starts with us putting Him in the right place in our life. The closer we get to God, the more we spend time with Him, the Holy Spirit will show us the right materials. He'll give us the right opportunities. He'll help us to reach the lost around us, to build with the right things, and to build in such a way to hear well done. I want each one of you to hear, well done. Well done. I didn't put this in my notes, but it just reminds me, if you're familiar with the parable of the talents that Jesus told me, told about businessman going away and he gave three of his servants some money, he gave one uh, five talents of gold and one um, one ten talents, one five talents, and one two talents. And he left, and the, the one that was given ten talents went out and doubled his money, and the one that was given five talents went out and doubled his money. But the one that was given two went and buried it. And when, when, when he came back, he said, well done to the, the ones that went out and doubled the money. Well done. Thank you for using what I've given you wisely, building with those right materials. But to the one that had two and he buried it, basically didn't do anything with what he was given. He said, get away from me, you wicked and lazy servant. Knowing that I'm a hard man, you could have at least put the money in the bank and earned interest, but you did nothing with what I gave you. I think that really illustrates this well. Are we taking and using what God's given us to build with the right materials? Again, we talked about last week, some are going to plant seeds, some of us are going to water. It doesn't matter about that. It just matters that we honor God with what we've been given. And we each have a role to play in this. We're all on the same team. It's what we learned last week. I want to pray over you. Ask yourself, am I building on the right foundation? Is that foundation Jesus? And then, am I using the right materials? Let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful that you've called us to be your children. Lord, I pray that you would help us to build upon that foundation, that Jesus, you would be the cornerstone of our lives. And Lord, help us to hear you and know you enough that we build with the right materials, that we use what you've given us wisely. Lord, we want to hear well done. We want to honor and please you with our lives. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we can glorify you in the way we live and the things that we do and the things that we say. Lord, help us to reflect you well. 
And Father, I pray that your power and Holy Spirit would touch each person that's watching this today. Every person that will be in our in-person service, that Lord, your hand of blessing would be upon each one of us, that we would build on the right foundation, that we would build with the right materials, and that we would see the climate and the culture that we live in change because of you. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We love you, and we can't wait to see you next time. Have a great week.